Here we go again, boys and girls, with another annual Sharks preview with the one and only Brody Brazil. Hey now, one and all, it's time for another San Jose Sharks season preview with the one, the only, Brody Brazils. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't have the, uh, I don't have the, uh, the, the what is it, the, the soundboard with me right now. We, we still got to lock that in. The echo effect. Whoa, that was weird. Can you hear my soundboard, by the way? No, I can't. Oh man, I just played a wah 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 wah. I'll have to see if I can get that going. No, the really weird thing is, is that uh, our uh, the, for some reason, whoa. I saw I didn't I didn't pop up there, dude. Is that what, me in the, am I in the middle right there? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's you. But but Ian has Brody under his name. This is really weird. Everything was like totally happen. set up, and then I hit play. And Ian, then... that's how my hair used to look right there. I... <laughs> you remember that? Yes. <laughs> This is better with me off camera. You guys are going to get more of an audience. Oh my god! I don't understand what happened. I this this happens like I use I use OBS to to do shows when I'm hosting them, and I've had like stuff happen to me where I hit play and then everything just goes to hell. I, I and either my mic's muted or something, and yeah. This is so bizarre because I have it set up as a three shot, and then everything went to shit. Wow, you can happened. say that on your stream. I, I can. <laughs> You should hear the things I say on the stream. Oh my lord! He's now not... can you hear my soundboard? No, no, still no. Okay, huh. so everybody, um, Brody, We're gonna, gonna try f- this again? Yeah, Brody. No, no, no. Fuck oh. it. We we just keep rolling. Uh, so <laughs> you you figure out the 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 stream. I'll I'll try to figure out the three shot. This is I don't understand. It worked literally two minutes ago. We were looking at it a second. You were literally staring at it. And then everything went to hell. That's what happens. This is crazy. I'm. I keep playing sound effects. I know you guys aren't hearing them. No. Unfortunately. No. Okay. So mm. everybody, take this opportunity to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst time to play a promo. Trust me. I've been there before. Dude, Feel this... guilty even suggesting it at this point. Let 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 oh. me let me tell you um, from from the good book of YouTube. The subscribe and hit the bell and all of that. Oh my God! This is so. How the hell? I like. I literally spent this morning just going over all of this. Yeah. See, everything is just all over the place. I don't Uh-oh. get it. I love it. Every everything was working just chef's kiss. Well, tell me why Ryan Merkley is on that thumbnail right there. That was a chirp at me, right? Because he's number six, and the way he's looking at the camera, like, "Yep, I got that. You don't." All right, all right I'll give you that. Is that what that is? <laughs> No, not why'd even you close. Choose, why'd you choose Merkley out of all the players? Because it was just a great right? shot. Because it, honestly, it's because that's the yeah, guy right. I am hoping is the dark horse for this season. Yeah, you know what I mean. Could, there's a couple, couple of those guys in that category. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to start getting into my really good conversation points though here until I'm on camera. You know, like Fair I'm. Enough. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Well, um, doesn't the hockey jerk do this? Doesn't he? Doesn't he chime in off camera? You know, can I just be hockey jerk Brazil? Can I do that? I can try. Is, is it Ian Bloggs hockey or Ian Bloggs sharks? Hockey. Hockey. That's what I thought. 
You don't even know that? What he, You have to understand that Ian has like changed his shit I don't know how many times. Twice. Once. Oh. I, well, it felt like more than that. Once. <laughs> it was Ian Blog Sharks before, but then I was writing for a site where I was doing a lot of just NHL stuff, and I thought, well, that's not appropriate. Hockey would make more sense for that period, and then I just never changed it again. Uh, I, I got to be honest. I kind of like this. I think this is really funny that Brody is like the voice in the background. <laughs> I rarely ever ask this question, but are we on the air? Yeah, yeah. We are. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm we kidding. I know. I know. Um, you know what? Um, oh, to hell with it. Let's have some fun. Uh, Ian, we're going to block you out. We're going to bring That's in the fine. bro dog. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Why would you? Wait a second. Because Ian's always here. You're kind of the get, Brody. That's oh, true. Sad state of this this live stream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since I'm here, since I'm I, now I can see. Oh, myself. okay. Now we can now we can crack them open. What do you got there? Hold on. Before you yeah, crack, well, what do you got? Um, I have mine. You know, I'm starting to feel old, AJ. I mean, you look old, but I feel oh, old. You are not wrong, sir. And I'm realizing that I need to cater to a younger demographic of the Sharks audience. And so, you know, you, well, well, what do you think? What? What do you think I'd pull out tonight for a drink? What do just, you think I would do? Just based on what you just said, if you crack a white claw, this is over. Well, then consider this over. Are my you friend. fucking Pine- kidding me? Pineapple flavored. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it, the, the younger demographic. Hello, millennials. I am talking to you. <laughs> fucking white claw, are you serious? Uh, I'm having a little uh, narrative fermentations perk. Which is an imperial coffee stout. That's what I I'm feel rolling. terrible. You know, I heard about perks on a on a trap song. I think that's a different uh, kind of perk, though. Oh my lord! Uh, and being the uh, lightweight that I am, I am drinking a fruit punch Gatorade Zero. Good for you, Ian. Hey, Some one of us one of us has to be sane by the end of this. Oh dear lord. Okay, man. I'm disappointed. I I had the soundboard just all clipped Cute up out. and ready to go, and it, it's still not going. I don't know. I'm just trying to play stuff, but I don't. I don't think uh, it. Uh... Loop back isn't kicking, huh? You hear any dogs barking? No, sir. <laughs> no. You, you hear an old modem going? No. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not working. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, it's going to be one of those nights, people. I mean, apparently, <laughs> if you all saw the 49er game and <laughs> the way that that ended, it's one of those nights. Uh, but I, I love the way that the chat is lit up like a Christmas tree right now. So. Um, Let's get into this now that at least we have two of us on here. Uh, Ian, I'm so sorry. I'm here. I'm sorry. Ian. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one. How about this, AJ? Why are you on here? Why yeah, do you need I, to be on well, here. Okay, oh. you you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> That's the question, Ian. <laughs> not it's not you or me. Why is AJ? What? Never mind. All right. So let's let her rip. Uh, a lot of changes this coming season. Obviously, new general manager, new coaching staff, new front office additions for drafting and development, new yep. center, new center hung scoreboard, and eventually a new ribbon around the bowl, new jerseys, potentially mm-hmm. advertisements on the jerseys. So I'm going to start Brody with the obvious question: Otani or Judge? <laughs> I just made a video on this today <laughs> on my channel. Uh, I would like. And I think deserving the most is is Shohei Otani, but I, I think Aaron Judge will win it. So agree on simple both. as that. You don't even have to watch my video, but for the for the thousands that already have, they already know what I said. But yeah, no, I'm. You know what? I'm at the end of baseball today. We played game 153, 
who's counting? There's nine left. I think I'm doing eight of the final nine. Um, had a, had a blast even in the worst, one of the, the second worst uh, season in Oakland history. We still find a way to have a lot of fun. So Chris um, coming cool in. time of the year. I, I transition right into hockey. I look forward to it and uh, I'm excited. I, I know the outlook for this team um, may not be completely night and day to what it was last year. I, I, I'm pretty sure they'll be better, but I think where they were that obviously there's still a big gap of where they were and where they want to be. We should probably talk sharks now. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. the sharks. All right. Yeah. So uh, the athletic ranking was not solid for the sharks this season. Right now, thirty first in contract efficiency, twenty first in prospects, 29th in front office confidence. Even the broadcast team. This means you, bro. <laughs> went. From- we got rated bad by the athletic. Over the last three seasons, the broadcast went from 6th to 10th yeah. to 19th. <laughs> what? How, do you not follow How? this? No. I, stuff like that, no. It's, it's, Preseason seedings and rankings, you might as well be the NHL Network who does that stuff just for just for play and posture, and, and they're so bored they let the interns do it. <laughs> so who, who put that together? The, the Athletic. So first off, you're mostly talking about my boys, Honor, Hetty, Drew. Uh, I, I will I will tell you. I mean, Curtis and I are the sideshow, and apparently I'm the Robin of the sideshow. Well, wait, wait, wait. Our broadcast went from sixth in the league to 19th? Over over three seasons. It was oh, sixth, yeah, right. sixth to 10th and 19th. Now, I think, let's be honest, you are up and happy about your team. You're going to rate things higher when you're – Maybe not so happy. You rank things a little bit lower, so maybe it's come down with the performance of the Sharks. But it, uh, yeah, it says uh, the results. Once regarded as one of the best productions in hockey, the NBC Sharks broadcast has seen a significant decline in these rankings. San Jose broadcast went from sixth to tenth last season, is now tumbled to nineteenth. In the past, Sharks fans praised the broadcast for catering to local fans, yet not drifting too far into Homer territory. But this year, the scale tipped too far for many viewers. Oh, too too much homering? This is what it says uh, right here. Some of it may be ownership imposed. And again, this is comments coming in. Uh, but the Sharks broadcast painfully biased to the point where I will willingly watch the other teams broadcast frequently said one Sharks fan every minor infraction against a teal skater is an egregious missed call if you listen to Brett Hedekin (laughs) it says look Honor remains a nostalgic popular voice and is the saving grace in the eyes of many fans for his balanced approach so it's basically uh, Han's good. Everybody else is a homer. <laughs> I didn't realize we were getting into the Yelp section. Of, yeah, the, uh, that's of the exactly what it is. It's exactly what you it know, is. AJ. And nobody um, listens I, I, to that crap. I pride myself on not going too far out uh, here with my vocabulary, and I want to say some colorful things right now. Oh, whip it um, out for fuck's sake! Yeah, it just I. You know what? <laughs> A ranking like that and anonymous comments like that. Yeah. I mean, come on. You could cherry pick. You could frame that up however you want if you're putting it together. Did, did at least, did whoever authored this piece, do they put their name to it or no? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a, oh, okay. it's a, um, 
you know, it's a survey that the athletic put out to the fans. So it was. Yeah, but I'm saying, did did whoever wrote like that paragraph and whoever picked that quote and whoever did the ranking, are, are they named here, or, or is this anonymous? No, no, they're they're named. Oh, okay. It's, oh, that's this fine. is good, this good is, for them. Yeah, no, this is like uh, Dom Lecision in in you okay. know, and then Sean Shapiro, Shapiro the guys okay. who write you know on the regular for the athletic. It's but they're absolutely you know they they post that it's well we've got 1800 different uh submissions and blah 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 and then they post the three juiciest provo- provocative comments of course it's it, it's the way it is but anyway well, there's just um there's just a lot of obstacles between them and us and I by by obstacles I mean like fifty five Emmys that we've all won. So oh, uh, you know, boom, man. There whatever, we, athletic. There we, <laughs> no, no, do, in all seriousness. Do you need to get uh, yeah, off low, camera so you can pick up that mic you just dropped? Or that, <laughs> no, that kind of craziness. Like I, I yeah, I don't I don't even know what to say. I mean, honestly, I'm proud of all of our teammates. I think um, getting Drew back, what Hetty has become in recent years, all the above. I mean, it's just. Um, it's as good as it's ever been, and I've always thought highly of it, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people do too. So I don't I don't really even feel like I need to defend anything there. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. I honestly had no clue that anybody would feel that way or or write something or rank something like that. Well, but, you should see the shit that Boston's broadcast caught. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they must yeah. they must be 32nd, right? Yeah, like they invented Homerism. So yeah, but I mean, it like. Jack Edwards is the 32nd broadcaster <laughs> in the league, then, right? I don't think that he was rated quite Gotta that high. Be. If we're ranking, is he 34th? Is that possible? Uh, whatever. I'd yeah. be curious who was last. <laughs> I'll have to go through and look. But anyway, um, let's get to the Sharks. Uh, the, the Athletic projects the Sharks to finish 26th in the NHL. It finished 22nd last season. Vegas odds maker have them at 29th. Mm. Uh, TSN projecting them to finish last in the Pacific. The front office ranks last in, or I'm sorry, not last, 29th in an athletic poll. Uh, the good news, up from 31st from last season. But the best quote being, Rudolph's Balsers is so much worse than any of the guys coming in that we had to buy him out. <laughs> I like, Man. I, li- I liked that. But uh, um, Well, so, man. I mean, we're, we're talking about what people expect. It is a first-year GM. It's a it's a first year combo tandem with uh, the head coach and the coaching staff, and there is so much newness. I mean, are people ranking it based on the roster that they expect from last year to this? And and to be clear, you know, I have a video coming out on this too. You look at this roster, and it's going to be at least fifty percent the same as it was. Is there last anything year. that you don't have a video coming out of? I, I gotta I gotta keep the content flowing here. You know, <laughs> you have to I come up with. Here's what I. Go, what's you that? have to please the algorithm gods. Yeah, exactly. Every couple days, you gotta you gotta put a banger out there, otherwise, it doesn't work. Um, I come up with the ideas while I'm in the shower, and then on the drive in, I kind of uh, you know plan them plan them out, play them out, and then I go to work and I make a video. Simple as that. You're not you're not um, wrong. I used to come up with my best remix ideas in the shower. Yeah, you know? a yeah. Soap in the head. All of a sudden, it just fires up. Well, the algorithm. And honestly, these days I only have time for like five minutes max. Like I'm, <laughs> I've gone from being a dad to hurry up, get to San Francisco. You know, I don't have much time. Um, well, I was going to say, speaking of max, mm-hmm. dude must just be like at this point, just getting into everything, right? Yeah, pretty much. He, uh, and 
five years old. He emptied oh. out the Roomba today and just dumped everything on the floor. He's like, oh, I want to see what's inside. Oh, look at all that. I'm like, like father, yeah, you, like son, man. Just tearing just all the tools apart. You just <laughs> emptied out the vacuum on the floor. Now now the vacuum needs to re-vacuum that up. Um, look, I, you know, I, I think I don't... I don't disagree in a sense that people didn't, you know, you're not seeing a roster that's a 180 difference from last year, right? No. There, there's still a huge core that is, that remains intact. I think what, what is different about the Sharks this year are two things. Number one, under the hood, under the hood, they're different, right? All the hockey decisions are going to come from different minds in different places. Whether, I mean, where that stands, we'll, we'll find out, but it's, it's not the same people by any means making decisions. I would say the other thing is, Going into last year, who did who did the Sharks bring in to bolster themselves? Benino, Cogliano, Reimer, right? A couple depth pieces. Aiden, Aiden Hill was last year too. Gosh, I'm lo- I'm losing yep. track of the years. So, um, but but those Reimer, Cogliano, Benino, that okay, that's going to thicken you out. In in all honesty, and in retrospect, like the Sharks were still so thin up front, their top six was most nights like a top four. Um, and, and the third and fourth lines, a lot of times were so, uh, fluctuating in who they are, what they did, what you could, what you could, uh, count on them for. Um, what I'm saying is that the difference this year is I, I do feel like they are, they are deeper. They are more reliable. They are more veteran up front all the way around. They brought in enough, you know, role type players that you maybe know what to expect out of them instead of calling up players from the Barracuda and saying, well, this is your chance. Let's see how you do. And quite honestly, most of them were not ready for it. Um, well, you get and- that with the combination of Eklund. You know, I, 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 Eklund's got to be here this year. Bordelow's got to be here this year. Well, Ryan hold on. Merkley's Wait, when you say be here this year, when you say got to be here. Yeah. I'm assuming you mean in San Jose, not necessarily with the Sharks. I think I mean with the Sharks. Really? Yeah. Considering all the kind of, you know, bottom six guys that Mike Greer has brought in so far at this point? I'm, I'm saying, but but see, I only picked, I picked, th- I picked those three, right? I think what the Sharks had been doing for so long is, okay, here's three more Barracuda forwards. They didn't work out. Send them back. All right, let's try another three. Let's bring them back. What I'm saying is that the days of of trying your pipeline and realizing it just wasn't clicking i don't think they need to do that much more but i feel like you're going to start with probably those three type players see how it works hope that it works and in all reality um i mean I'm, i don't want to say why wouldn't it work but i realize eklund didn't have a great season overseas well, last on, year. on a really crappy team. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on there, right? And let's be honest, I think that he handled it very well. He's a young guy, and he's probably really disappointed. Um, but I also think, in the end, the Sharks probably made the best decision for him in that, you know, they saw enough to understand that it's going to be a long season. You know, well, after nine games, how would he be after 19, 29, 49, or 68 games, 69 games? I mean, it's just... Um, but I hope that the year has made a little bit of a difference. He's already had a taste of it, kind of knows what to expect now. You have a coaching staff that, you know, with Quinn maybe catering to the young type player, knows what they need, how to help them out. Um, I just I, what, what I'm saying is what will be different about the players, I hope this year, is that you don't need to keep keep the, the cycle going and bringing in a ton of Barracuda players that you thought might be ready and they just weren't ready. 
I would agree with that. They didn't the Sharks lead the league in like most games played by rookies, and yeah, I mean they, yeah, you you saw Chekovic, you saw Shmolevsky. There there was a yep. lot of guys that got looks, unfortunately didn't pan out, but that right. seemed to be something that has happened over the last couple seasons. Whether it was a guy like uh, your Tankin. Right. Who was on the opening night roster a couple seasons ago? Yeah, right. Blickfeld, Bergman. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. lot of guys. Well, and they tried it. I, they, they they did that sorry. a lot in the twenty. Sorry, they did it a lot in the twenty one season. It was just shorter, so they didn't bring up the total volume, right? I mean, last year was the full season, so you got to see him. Yeah, debut a lot of a lot of young kids who maybe just weren't there yet. Sorry, Ian. Oh, that's okay. I just wanted to like throw in that the the blue line imploding injury wise was also yeah. a big reason why we saw so many young players. Cause we saw guys like Jacob Magna and Nick Malosh guys that had to come in and tr- probably play roles that were a little bit over their head. Like they were, you know, I, I think like, I like Jacob Magna, but was, is Jacob Magna number two defenseman? No, but he was played like one. Right. Yeah. That's a good point though. That's a good point though, too. Do you both feel like, See, I, th- I think the biggest area where the Sharks are just not, we're not deep enough, and we'll find out hopefully that they are, is up front. I, I actually, I think even even when tested last year, I think on the blue line is where they still possess the, mo- the most depth and the most reliability. But I think... As a group. <clears throat> I would agree, but I think that that statement is... Uh, it really goes to say how poor the forward group is oh i I, they're just not deep enough i mean you had there's there's the sharks for the last two seasons they haven't had a top six they've had a top four that's what i just said yeah yeah, i was saying like their their top six was the top four and their third and fourth lines a lot of times were just not i mean not regular not existent not productive um or you had third line guys playing second line roles fourth line exactly yeah a lot of that Exactly. And so I, I think, I mean, based on the way things should shape up roster wise, I think they've got enough experience where they don't need to lean on the AHL team, you know, as much <laughs> anymore to just fill out the roster. Honestly, I hold on. I, I just got to get to this comment. You just butchered every name except Bergie. You're you're tanking. I'm sorry. You're tanking. You're, <laughs> you're tanking. I mean, no, what? Who, who cares? He's not here anymore, man. <laughs> All right, coming in, because this is a laundry list when it comes to coming in, going out. Coming in, Oscar Lindblom, Etu Makaniemi, Steve Lorenz, Luke Coonan, who earlier tonight did Scored score a goal. Yeah, the first, the opening goal for this season and preseason. Nico Sturm, Marcus Nudavara, Matt mm-hmm. Benning, Benning, Aaron yep. Dell coming back for a second stint, CJ Seuss. Andrew, I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so used to the Canadian and French pronunciations. Andrew Agazino, Yevgeny Svechnikov, who, by the way, Dan Ruzanowski loves pronouncing. If you listen to the no, audio sure podcast, Svechnikov, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> going out. Rudolf's Balsers, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, Nicholas Malosh going to Calgary. Uh, the aforementioned mm-hmm. Balsers going to Florida for a one-year deal. Brent Burns, we all know, went to Carolina along with Lane Peterson. Wait, what? He's gone. I hate to break it to you. Burnsy's not here? No mas. But he will oh, be here God. for opening night 
Hang on, got to cross this off. Yeah, October 14th, he will be <laughs> That's back not at opening the night. No, 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 no. Opening night is the weekend prior, my friend. Bullshit. When the Sharks are in Prague. No, no, no. <laughs> It'll yeah, be opening, no, opening, opening morning on a SAP. Friday. <laughs> SAP. I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Dolan. Uh, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. Dolan signed in Europe, right? Yeah, he's he's back in uh, his former team in uh in Sweden. Man. That's amazing. That's you know what? I'm surprised that he did not end up elsewhere in the NHL. As am I, especially when you look at the, you know the the Sharks traded uh, Linus Carlson for him and right now Vancouver is really happy with that deal. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't uh, I I don't I I just don't understand what happened there. I don't I, I thought I saw what I saw. Was Wolf not in town to like? No, I I just wonder if I wonder if he just was just dead set on a one way deal and maybe was thrown at you and said no, I'm taking a one way deal or yeah or I'm not. And I I wonder if it just boiled down to that. Could have been. I think yeah. for for Jonathan Dolan, I mean, like obviously, I think ultimately, like a lot of players obviously want to be in the NHL. It's the best league in the world. But I think it's nice that he gets to go back because he got his team. I think it was Teamra. You know, he he basically in the in the Alsvenskan they got to get promoted to the SHL and then he bailed after they got promoted. So now he kind of gets to enjoy the fruits of his labor playing for his home team in the uh, SHL instead of the Alsvenskan. I don't know. I think I think optimally once he's had a taste of the NHL, you know, I'm not saying it's it's hard to go back, but it but it is. It means he's going home, right? In mm. in a sense. Um, I don't know. I just I. I don't understand. I don't understand. One. I don't understand what what didn't happen here. He had a good start to last year. The middle portions were really dry. There were other points where he kind of made a splash. Thought he was taking another step forward, but it was still a rookie season. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Um, yeah, well, I liked him. I like watching him. Also going out for the Sharks, Brinson Pashnik as another prospect. Zach Sachenko again. The aforementioned Sasha Smolevsky. Sazi. Dude, uh, John Leonard going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Aiden mm-hmm. Hill heading over to Vegas because their yeah. their goalie situation is yikes. Uh, yeah, and then of course wholesale changes with the coaching staff. Uh, excited about that's that that's uh, that's our tag. Excited about. Let's be honest. There are three players that the Sharks are excited about this coming season: Eklund, Bordalo, and Merkley. These are the guys. The Sharks, Brody, want to see take that next step. Now, Eklund and Bordalo, I don't think that they have quite the pressure on them that Ryan Merkley might have right now. He's probably ahead of where where progression-wise, like where they should be versus where he should be, maybe, yeah. I guess. But playing defense is obviously, I think, a much different assignment it's harder i think i think as you watch young players come up you know grooming a either a stay-at-home d-man or an offensively gifted d-man like it just takes longer for them to mature to feel comfortable to really you know settle in in the nhl versus forwards i'm not saying they don't all play defense or whatever but um i I feel like forwards seem to latch on quicker and stay quicker um, you know what's I would say about all three? I mean, in Merkley for a D-man, probably undersized, but Bordalo and Eklund, you know, you know, it's crazy. They're not the biggest to, guys in the world. Talk to these guys a bunch, but I didn't see them side by side in person until last week <laughs> at media day. <laughs> You're <laughs> not like, holding the mic way up high, are you? 
No, <laughs> Bordy and I are, uh, I think I might have a few inches. I probably have a few of the bad pounds on him, too, if you know what I'm saying. Like, You, I you I might have an equity. inch or two on him when he's in skates. Yeah. No, they're they're small, but I tell you what, um, you can just tell. Like, they, they have that aura. They really do. And it's something that I remember kind of feeling like Logan had back in the day, you know, in his rookie season, like when he got called up, it's like this kid, you can just tell a lot. You just watch. Well, um, and there were a couple others along the way, but I, 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 it's just gut instinct and no disrespect to any other young player on the team, but um, I kind of feel it with them. I, I will tell you jerk, you know, you, you, you're used to the jerk man, bro. He he's out tonight. So Bordalo. Oh my Lord. Jerk huge Bordelow fan loves his tenacity loves, loves the tenacity loves that he you know it's like okay 510 soaking wet on skates 510 you know come on I'm I'm 62 come on <laughs> that's come what on. I'm saying is that that kit but it goes back to the days now okay I'm going to get back into your youth here for a hot second Brody do All you right. remember a 5 foot 8 Alexander Koryuk who could yeah. stick handle in a phone booth? Was he only five eight, Corky? I want to say it was it was five eight, maybe five nine. See, but it, when you when you say that now, it, my mental image is not a player of that stature. I mean, he, I, I knew he wasn't the biggest guy, but I didn't think he was. No, he, he was definitely a smaller Brazil guy. Size. That's that's <laughs> that's that's one. Of, he was one of those guys. I still will say to this, you know, until the cows come home, I will say that Corky never would have gotten a fair shot had the Sharks not moved on from Sutter to Ron Wilson because Corky was not a Sutter player. You know, Sutter wanted the Mike Ricci's, the Scott Thornton's, the sure. Nick Sundstrom's, those guys, the Vinny Damfuses, the Owen Nolans. And any guy who played like a Solani or a Corky <laughs> – he was it a Sutter type? <laughs> he, he didn't have any time for that. Whereas hey, Ron when, when Wilson, you're, when you're from a farm, you want big tools. You know, you want, you want the biggest <laughs> tools possible. Oh, uh, hold on, Lanical. We always give priority to people to uh, who donate to the super chat. Oh, the super chat. Oh, we're getting the revenue flowing here. Hey, so tip thank, your bartender. Thank Keep God for time. hockey and Teal Town USA. Keep it up, guys. Hey, thank you, Lanical. We appreciate it. Um. Yeah, so I, I look at Bordalo. I'm not saying, you know, he's the same as Corky or anything like that, but it's it's just interesting to see this kind of shift. And I'm not saying that this is shark specific. This could be hockey wide, but it used to be it's like, oh yeah, we need these, you know, we need six foot five goaltenders and we need six foot four defensemen and we need all these big herking bodies and the smaller guys get kind of pushed out, yet now we've kind of seen this uh, Ryan Merkley, smaller guy, Eklund, smaller, like all these sub six foot guys are getting good looks because they've got speed and they've got really good skills and they can evade those big hits because you're not seeing the hits coming from guys like Zidane Chara or Chris Pronger. You know what I mean? I don't want to switch. This, though. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go. You go first. I was going to say, first. I still think though, like overall, I still think like, the old adage kind of the it's you know it's up to a small player to prove he can play in the league and a big player to prove he can't i still think that holds true today that's a that's very reasonable and i think very uh likely i mean that's that's a good point 
I will say this too. I mean, I, I don't want to make basketball references all night long, but like the Warriors just won a title. Are they are they the Who? tallest team? Were they the fastest team? Are they the strongest team? They just do they do what they do well. I and, don't watch soccer, so I'm not really sure what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Ted Lasso coaches them. Um, no, it's you know it. I just I think with the NHL you've seen eras where it's like we got to be big and heavy and work the corners and then you've seen eras where it's like we got to be the smallest fastest Tampa team out there. Um you've seen honestly like I said you you've seen the copycat league in full effect. What it comes down to is you know a player if they can produce, if they can bring something to the table, nobody's really I mean look at look at some of the best sharks players in the last uh, 15 years. Like was Dan Boyle the most physically gifted? Or like tallest? physically, physically, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like with speed, strength, no. But he was a damn smart player. Joe Pavelski, my goodness, um, just the hand-eye coordination and and the the hockey IQ and being mentally three seconds ahead of the play. Honestly, even as Jumbo and Patty got older, I mean, they can, didn't have what they used to have, but they found a way with what they knew how to do. Can so. I can I ask you a serious question for a moment, Brody? Yeah. Dan Boyle's Moscow Mule. He knows how to yeah, ride. I, I pounded it. Okay. He he overserved me. You know what's funny? I was at. Oh uh, wow! <laughs> a hockey player what? overserved a broadcast guy. Yeah. What a shock on, on the bro- on the broadcast. <laughs> it's funny. Our producer was like, "Don't don't you don't they uh, they told me to tell you you can't drink on they're, camera. They're like, you can drink, drink it off camera and then spit it out." I was like, so I, I, you just don't want to see me take a gulp, like you just, but you, it's okay if I go, or if I come back, you know, completely buzzed. Um, I or they, actually, they, they give you the the side cup when they like they cut away from yeah. you for a second, all of a sudden Here's they hand the you the other cup with water. Yeah, I was in, uh, I was in the South Bay uh, Thursday. All right. And I had some things I needed to do. Anyway, long story short, I randomly – I was on a hike, and I called up Boiler. I'm like, I'm kind of near your house. He's like, ah, oh, come on by. <laughs> I never do that to people. Um, but I knew he was he's probably just hanging. <laughs> uh, it's a long story, really long story. Dude, I got nowhere to be. It's You, you actually – you don't want to know the story. Yeah, <laughs> Trust me. You don't want to know it, and it's really long. But anyway – um, I called up. I was like, "Hey!" So we hung out for a bit. It was it was good to catch up. Honestly, I mean, sorry, I just needed a name drop right there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Feel free to pick that up when you need to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> are you ever going to meet an NHL player that is more honest than Dan Boyle? Yeah, he's he's just, and sometimes he overthinks even the simple stuff. Like he can. I remember interviewing him back in the day, and I knew what he wanted to say, but. He would like his brain would circle around it five times before just saying it. But but he always yeah, he always knew what he was going to say. He was very straightforward. He called it like it was, whether it was his performance, whether it was the team's performance. Um, I could really just admire that. And again, somebody who was undrafted into the league ended up with a Stanley Cup and a gold medal. I I remember. I, I, well, I kind of remember. Uh, I think it was when Jumbo had his seat taken away. I immediately thought that, well, Boyle's the obvious choice. That was my choice, too. Yeah. So I actually thought uh, it's funny that the Sharks are going to Europe right now because when they went to Europe, when they flew out to Europe last time in 2011, yeah. Oh, sorry. You know what? It was 2010 still. Mm. Wait, nine. My, my first season was 9 10. 
and then 10-11. So 10-11 was the Stockholm trip. So it was 10, October of 10. Uh, when we flew out there, the Sharks had no captain yet. And I remember in the old back-of-the-bus conversation between me and <laughs> Honor and Bakes and Ruzi and, and uh, yeah, Drew, that's before Drew was gone and came back. <laughs> and all those guys were all like, oh, it's Jumbo. It's no question Jumbo. And I felt like it was only my second year. I mean, I had known – I. I knew the guys, I knew the team, I knew the vibe of things well, but not certainly didn't have as much time in the game as those guys. And they're like, oh, it's going to be jumbo. And I thought, what about Dan Boyle? Like there's somebody that, you know, in all my, you know, lurking around that he'd probably, he'd probably be really good at this. But anyway, it wasn't him then. And you're right. It wasn't him after that either. Yeah. I'm still, I remember being at the uh, Sharks Fan Fest and, you know, going along the lines of, you know, whoever it was, and when it got to uh, boil. Now, wait a second. When Ju- when Jumbo, though, got the, the C taken away, what year was that, though? Because did they move on from boil right after that? Well, I'm sure. maybe it, was it when Marlow got the C taken away? That's who you thought? Uh, I can't remember. Well, no, it went, from, it went from Patty to Rob Blake, and then from Rob Blake to Jumbo, right? Yeah, because that's right, yeah. Yeah. And well, then I... it went from... Jumbo, and then it, it went without a year. It went without a year, right? There was no captain for one year. There were four alternates. Well, and if you listen to John Scott's podcast at that time, they held a vote, and evidently, if you listen to John Scott and believe him, he said that the majority of the team had all voted for Jumbo, but they still gave it to Pavelski. Huh. I don't think I, I never I, – I, I listened to a lot of John Scott. I'd never heard that one before. Yeah, that he did a uh, a podcast with uh, Alex Stalock. Huh. And what's really funny <laughs> is in that podcast, I'll have to send this to you, Brody, because you're gonna laugh. Okay. You're gonna laugh your ass off. It's John. You have to realize in the moment of this podcast, Alex Stalock is with the Minnesota Wild. He's still trying to like make a claim right. for himself. Right. And you've got John. You know. Spilling all the tea. Huh? Oh, big beefy John uh, uh, Scott going. So we're in, you know, we're in San Jose, and you know the Jumbo and the and, and Doug got into a big fuck you, and but and right when that happens, Stalock just goes, boom, <laughs> just he throws his head around and is like, dude, I'm still in the league. Shut up. Kind of like how I can fade myself to black here on the screen any, anytime I. <laughs> it was very yeah. much that. But the, he, the, it, I don't think I've ever seen Alex Daylock's eyes that large. <laughs> I'm telling you. But in that interview, it was, yeah, it was right around then where they like pulled Jumbo C. Oh. And it was like, and, and you remember uh, Doug Wilson was quoted in the media where it's like, oh, you know, Jumbo can be, you know, a little verbose at times. He can, you know, be emotional or whatever. I believe and, the word that he used was um, lash out. He would lash out at people, right? That's yeah. That's the one that, and then, that was the, the comment. Yeah, yeah I remember Thornton, what happened after that. Thornton came back where it was like, Wilson needs to stop lying. There was this whole back and forth. And what's funny is there's actually an article in The Athletic with Jim Neal from the Dallas Stars when they made a play for Jumbo around that time where Jim Neal is literally quoted as saying, yeah, we made this play for Jumbo, but at the time he was in this big fuck you with Doug Wilson and didn't want to leave <laughs> San Jose and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, it's weird how it all came together, but 
it still goes back to that point, that era where I was just, I remember being in line at FanFest, you know, asking Dan Boyle to sign my jersey because I fucking love Dan Boyle. I loved everything about his game and his story. Like you said, undrafted, chip on his shoulder. I'm going to show you. And I respected the hell out of everything. And then we all remember that coast-to-coast goal that he had. Yep. Oh, my Lord. So when I asked him to sign that jersey, and I'm like, they named me captain yet? And he just kind of looked up at me with a smirk, and he's like, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, I I can't say enough good things about Dan Boyle. He's amazing. Confirmed. It's all it's all confirmed, it's and I'm a, glad that he is a forever resident. He's not moving from the house he helped built, uh, help build. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that he's in our area for good. <laughs> it's it's like Han Solo in Episode Seven, where he's like, "It's all true." <laughs> it is. It's Everything easy for me heard. if I if I disagreed with you right now. It's so easy for me to just be like, "Uh huh, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> uh huh." No, but it's I'm I'm saying it's all true. He's a great guy. All right, so. Three seasons straight missing the playoffs. Like I said earlier, projected to miss for a fourth straight. I have to ask this, of course, where do you see the scoring come from? Because, you know, 2019, they ended second in goals. Since then, 27th, then 26th, last season, 30th. Where are these goals going to come from? I think the biggest challenge was last year. Didn't they get about 70% of their goals from three players, Hurdle, Timo, and Logan? Well, and so <laughs> here's the thing. Meyer, Hurdle, and Couture were the top three. Right. Right. The right. next three were Benino, Dolan, and Balsers. Two of those players are no longer here. Yeah. And they were the league worst at five on five. And you got rid of Brent Burns, who posted 54 points, 10 goals. Now, granted, you know, second in power play, they led the NHL in block shots, but that hasn't been the problem defensively. It's been the lack Goal of scoring. scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and at the end of the last last season, you know, they said, we looked at where we where we finished, and it was like 40 goals short, 40 to 60 goals short of what we needed to to win some games and or 20 but honestly yeah well and i and i just i i thought about looking straight at you know the absence of evander kane now that's a whole separate conversation it's we literally gotta, the we, name we don't speak no i mean we gotta no i i may hey aj made a video about that recently just trying, just trying to put a bow on everything but um you know some of that would have come from i i think what cost them dearly last year was just a type of player that they were paying for that they didn't have and I, let's cross out Evander name, uh, Kane's name and likeness and all that stuff. Bring in a player that was probably going to bring you 30-plus goals in a season, like Evander probably would have if he were on the team, and they missed that. Yeah. So, look, I don't have an answer for who that person is. Um, clearly, last year, they just didn't get it at all. But you're absolutely right. That's That, to me, is where they were shy last year there was a lot of games where they shored up things defensively couple seasons ago how many times do we all have that conversation is it the team defense is it martin jones is it what is it like why are you always allowing a four and a five spot and losing that way uh, last year they lost a lot of games where uh it was three nothing three one four two like the sharks were the the sharks scoring was the one 
where they were two or fewer, you know, <laughs> like they were, they were on the wrong side of two or fewer, uh, way too often. They just could not be consistent scoring goals. Well, and I was one of those people where it's like, look, yeah, Jones and Dell, they needed to be better. Absolutely. I get that. But I think that there's a certain amount of people that needed to realize that, you know, after 2019, the Sharks were second in goals scored. The next year they were 27th. They had the same tandem and goal who put up the exact same amount of yep. points. But they yep. shit all over Dell and Jones while not mentioning that, oh, their goals per game went from like 3.8 to 2.4. And it's like, yeah. that's last time I looked, Jones and Dell, not the guys that you rely on to score goals. Well, but but here's this. I mean, the eye test, like the numbers, to your point, the numbers probably give you enough of an answer. But if you watch all the games, the Sharks greatly cut down on odd man rushes and chances against last year even, for the most part. Like, you know, I mean, granted, when you when you go on a 10-game losing skid, a lot of stuff's going to go wrong. <laughs> they lost, what, 10 in a row and 7 in a row? They had they had two streaks totaling 17 of, of all of their losses, like in just two streaks alone. Uh, but... but um, if Net I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, the last time they lost ten games in a row, they went and traded Sturm, Stewart, and Primo for Joe. Well, Thornton. you're saying the time before this past, yeah. they lost ten in a row this past season, right? That's what I'm saying. The last time yeah. they lost oh, ten before in a row. that, yeah. yeah. I think the most they had ever lost in a row was that sixteen or seventeen. But but all the all the prior streaks were in the ninety one or ninety two season. Well, yeah, because because so. Drew Remenda. <laughs> <laughs> Bad coaching, easy. He'll, he'll tell you. Uh, so I'm just saying, yeah, if if you look at the Sharks clean things up in terms of odd man chances against, I also think net front chances, second chances, third, fourth, and fifth chances, crazy to say that, but you know they didn't allow as much last year defensively, but they couldn't just do it on the other end. Um, and so, look, I, I think still what is the number one question is, are they deep enough up front? And I don't mean just filling in a lineup. I mean, like, can they produce up front? Can you get some regular goal scores up front? Can you have a complete top six? And can you also have a third and fourth line that chip in, do their thing, you know, play a certain role? Because right now, you know, right now the way they have it, no, they last year they certainly did not have enough of that. I, I feel like there are like the, everybody, you know, everybody loves to do the clickbait articles, you know, the three big questions and blah, blah, blah. Five bold predictions uh, by Brody Brazil. Uh, I've, I've done that video. I did that YouTube video too. So See? you've done everything. So three questions <laughs> for me, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to say is, uh, can Noah Gregor Barry? It's another good one. I mean, uh, Ian, did, yep. what, what was his, like the percentage so his shooting percentage last year, I don't have it in front of me, but it was awful. And I think when you look at a guy like why is Rudy Balser is not here and Noah Gregor still is. Thank you. Um, like Rudy Balser's shot at a pretty good, like his shooting percentage was on a pretty good clip. Like it was probably where you expect it. Where Noah Gregor, his shooting percentage was way lower than you would expect it to be. And I think that's why Noah Gregor gets another kick at the can, whereas Rudy Balser's doesn't. How Do many... I like the decision to buy out Rudy Balser's? No, but I think that's the thinking behind it go ahead brody sorry no sorry i'm not taking a i'm actually just asking this out of curiosity not even to take a side but how, how many shot attempts what was the difference between like balsers and gregor off the top do you know was it did one get a lot more that, though. Give me a second. 
I'm I've, curious. I feel like what Gregor do you think it is? must have gotten a lot more. I feel like that, right? I mean, how so, many maybe, times maybe they, did that guy get a point blank look? Right. Right. Well, and I'm just talking total shots on net, right? Where they all kind of read the same. If it's on the four by six, it's a shot, right? But I'm curious about that. And maybe maybe they just see that as potential versus, I don't know, the way Rudy scored. Yeah, I, look, I, th- there were some interesting moves already, right? And I don't think Burnsy, the trade there, it's not an interesting move. I mean, it's a big move. It's a wow move. That's your time on ice leader for each of the last how many seasons? And a big part of the dressing room. Also a big contract, but also one of the most, you know, desirable players for another team to make a deal with. Well, I mean, so. let, let's be honest. It's, you know, Burns is looking at the calendar going, I got a couple years left. And so, I look at the tea leaves in San Jose, not looking like this is going to be a team that's going to oh. compete for a cup. He opened up because if you go back and look, Carolina was not on his list of teams to be traded to. But he opened that up and he said, yeah, I'll make that happen. Mike Greer, to his credit, said, yeah, you want to go there. You look at, you know, I, I don't want to sit there and crowdsource this and say, well, social media is, you know, that's the time you go into social media, you got to put on the hazmat suit so you're not like infected by all the toxicity. That, that comes from there, but the 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 Elliot Friedmans of the world, the, the Pierre LeBrons looked at the return that Burns provided to the Sharks, and they said, eh, "Well, the Sharks maybe they could have done a little bit better." But to me, and this is going to be something that Jerk will tell you from you know will shout from the mountaintops is one of his favorite players to get back in any type of a trade is a guy by the name of Cap space and that's <laughs> what the sharks got in that deal even though they had to eat some some money it was right. giving mike greer some flexity flexibility to make some more moves ian you had well, something yeah so um rudolph balsers uh shot the puck 98 times last year and scored on 11 0.2 percentage of them, which is about the average for shooting percentage. Uh, Noah Gregor shot 156 times <laughs> 5.1% of his shots, which is really brutal I knew shooting it. percentage. So, which, I was just curious about Thanks for looking that up. I was curious yeah, no about that. But it, it comes back to the point of, why the hell did you let Balsers go? Like you I mean, had him, but like, like, why buy him like out? like Noah, Noah creates and, and Noah's got more upside maybe, and I mean, look. No, but the I don't. Same... No, you you still keep Noah. That's fine. But you you bought Balsers out for, in my mind, no discernible reason. There must be something, huh? When it comes to ROI, I don't get it. Like your return on investment, I thought was solid. I didn't. I didn't understand why they bought that out. Why they're gonna. But I think they had him for like 1.1 for one more year. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to pay you half of that to not play for us. And I'm like, that's next to nothing. I mean, again, the decision on moving on from Jonathan Dolan too. I, caught me by surprise. But again, I, here's one thing I've learned, AJ. When, when, you, don't under, when you think you understand something <laughs> and then somebody who, who does understand it makes a move against it, and you're like, okay. I guess I didn't know. I guess what I saw was not exactly what was actual, what was reality. You know, I mean, I say, I, I'll, 
not to go back to Evander for a second, but I, I, I keep saying this in all like the commentary I do on his situation and like, you know, videos I've made, you know, in all the interactions I ever had with Evander Kane, I never had a problem with the guy. And there are some people I come across where I'm like, I can tell there's like, stay away. Like, you know, sure. Uh, granted, dude, was, there's three or four people that every time I talk to them, they're like, dude, I don't even understand how you're able to talk to Brody, but you and I were <laughs> fine. So I don't get it. You know, like you can, you can sniff it out on somebody a lot of times and I'm, but that's the thing, right? It's like, just because I never sensed that there was turbulence and disturbance between he and teammates and coaches, but see that, that just proves I was a bad judge of it the whole time because I never, I never witnessed it. I never saw, well, there, there were some things, but not, you know, it just, it just rough edges. I didn't realize it was like to the point where, no, we don't want you on our team. It's that bad. So anyway, to the point, and I guess what I'm saying is evaluating players, you know, sometimes you, you see it an eye, uh, eyebrow-raising decision like that, and you have to understand, they know way more about the person, the situation, than we ever could, you know? So there's got to be there's got to be a reason, and chances are you'll never find out what that reason is, you know, why <laughs> why you'd buy out a Rudy and why you'd move on from a Dolan, um, you know, so... I mean, just goes to show until until John Scott drops it on his podcast, you know, then you'll then you'll dude. know what what really happened. Oh, the stuff he has dropped. Fairly, I bet. I you know what's that? I I like to be up to speed on those things. I didn't even know that was a thing until you mentioned it. To oh, be perfectly honest. with you. Not only that, he talked about uh, at one point. I, God, what was it? The Sharks? I don't know. Uh, Ian, wh where the hell does John Scott live right now? Is it Minnesota? Uh, he's out in the Midwest. I talked yeah. to him a while back. Yeah, I think he's like somewhere in that neck of the woods. I it, thought he was in St. Louis, maybe. In, yeah, in he's St. somewhere over in the year. Right, yeah. somewhere in the Midwest. I just I can't remember where off the top of my head. All I know is that there was another cast that he had talked about, and he I don't I don't know that he was you know too far removed from the Sharks. I think it was, it might have been Carlson's first year, and they the sharks came into town and you have to realize at that point, uh, Brody, put your phone down. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking up. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up wherever the, I'm looking up an area code here. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, but he talked, uh, John Scott talked about that. There was the, the sharks came into town. He had some of the, or he went and visited some of the guys at the hotel and it was like Vlasic. It was Marlowe. So this was, I want to say, just maybe the season before Marlowe left. And Marlowe, let's be honest, if you can ever find any type of video, anything in print, anything recorded where Marlowe says a bad thing about anybody, I will give you a bajillion dollars because Marlowe is not that guy. But evidently in that hotel room was Vlasic, who I think we've seen on social media and different things really doesn't give a fuck so Vlasic gonna tell it like it is there was somebody else I wish I could remember who he talked about but it was Vlasic Marlowe it was definitely a, you know a, a, a longer tenured shark if you will um, they didn't have anything nice to say about Eric Carlson and then a year later he talked about it where <laughs> after uh Kane is in, they didn't have anything nice to say about Kane either. And hmm. you have to remember that these are two players that 
came into the Sharks and essentially got everything they wanted off the hop. You know, you look back, Pavelski made sacrifices, term-wise, financially. Vlasic, same thing. Kevin LeBanc signed a one-year, $1 million deal for the benefit of the team, knowing right. that Doug Wilson told him, look, you're going to get this on the back end. Right. Don't worry. I got you. Help us out now. I got you on the back end. So players had signed team-friendly deals, and then both anybody with the initials EK come in, and they're like, yeah, we'll take all of that. Thank you. You know, and it just didn't sit right with some players. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know, Brody, did you ever watch the video that Pavelski, he did an interview literally on the steps of his home in, in I, I will just say the South Bay. We don't want to give anything away, but his home on the steps with the I've NH- been there. Uh, okay, then. NHL Network. And he signed that deal. He was out of San Jose, signed the deal with Dallas. It was the biggest shit-eating grin I've ever seen. Like, when Brendan Dillon knew that game versus Washington, that matinee game, and people were coming to him saying, do you think this is might be the last game that you played for San Jose because of all the extenuation? He broke down. He cut, crying. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. He yeah. cut the interview off early. Right. Because he was just like, I really love it here. Pavelski was just like, nah, man, I get me the hell out of here. And was, I mean, was he though? It was, was the he? vibe. It was the vibe that came off in the interview. And and I'm not saying he that that was uh, something against the city or the fans yeah, the of sharks, San Jose. I felt did the sharks pass. Did the sharks tell him that you you are not in our long term plans here? Like was that already? Well, I mean, they kind of did by not giving him a third. Right. Year. That was that was that was made clear. Right. So in a way, it. Uh, it just it just felt like you know. Have you, you ever worked? Have you ever worked under a contract? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I actually. I, is it, I, I, do I you have. consistently? Work, yeah. Do you consistently work under a contract? No. I'll, I mean, I do, and the one thing I understand is that those situations that you mentioned, you know, somebody coming in and you know getting the bank, you know, backing the truck up for them, or all that stuff. It's all this is business, and in the end, you yeah. should only worry about yourself, and you should only be. Am I happy? Am I getting taken care of? And only you know, right? But there are these other things which are only human nature. And the Sharks or any other team or any other sport, any other player across any league, nobody is immune to the whole, like, wait a second, you know? Now, going back to the Pavelski thing, again, I think why he was probably just so satisfied was this is an opportunity, a door shut for him in San Jose that I don't think he wanted to shut. Um, And it opened up somewhere else that was favorable to him. So... I, th- I think that's probably the, I don't think it was him. I can't wait to get out of here. I think it was him. No, no, saying, no. I'm not saying. He... Oh, oh, that's it. Oh, let me open up the door somewhere else. You <laughs> no, know? no, 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 no. I, I didn't say he couldn't wait to get out of here. I don't think oh, you're that just was... saying he was he was happy. I, I think that it was he was very happy with the situation that ended up happening. Well, that sure. It was just like he wanted that third year. The Sharks were like, no, we're not going to do that. And so he found somebody because I remember, if I remember correctly, it came down to like Tampa and Dallas. 
Yeah, no, that's right. And he and he was shopping both, and obviously yeah. both of them were, you know, contending teams. He should have probably went to Dallas in retro or uh, Tampa in retrospect. Sure. Uh, just with the way things worked out, but no, I mean, yeah, d- to the point. It's not like uh, pick the worst team in the league, right? It wasn't. It wasn't like no, nothing like that. It, it, it wasn't just... like oh, you're going to spend these next years when Detroit is at their worst, and that's where you're going. No, it was a chance to win immediately, continue winning. You know, no, no, it was just I don't know. My feeling from what I just remember, like it was yesterday, watching that clip, that interview with NHL yeah. Network, and you see, you know, NHL Network. They're just, you know, on t- as soon as a guy gets traded, they're on the phone with him going, hey, how fast can we get you on and blah, blah, blah. Well, they are, they are the league, you know. <laughs> right? And <laughs> it, But it was just to me, I, I'll never forget it. You know, him sitting on his porch, the, the beautiful home behind him, and they're like, you know, what do you think? And he's like, oh, I'm just super juiced. And they're just, I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of those videos or the, you know, those interactions where you can see a little bit of, I don't know, some, I don't want to say remorse. I don't think that's the right terminology, but definitely kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to miss it here kind of a thing. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited about the next opportunity, but I'm going to miss the guys here. But there was none of that in the Pavelski interview. It was just kind of like, well, the Sharks made a decision and I'm excited right. to move on and blah, blah, blah. Right. It was very much kind of like, you know, hey, they didn't want me, so I'm out, and it's fine. And anyway, I don't even know how the hell we got on this. Anyway, um, so the project- here's what I want to tell you, though. Here's what I want to tell you. <laughs> I I realistically have a good 20 more before I will time out, but I will physically tap out also. <laughs> it's a, oh, I'm it's, surprised we've gone this long. To be honest, I thought this was going to be a oh, stretch. No, yeah. I, I just I want to make sure we do it. So so where you at on your beverage? you want to steer it, let's go. Because yeah. I'm I I want to do I want to do what we want to do. Where are you at on your beverage? Done. Oh, that was long. That was. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, projection. <laughs> the projection last season for the Sharks was 83 and a half. They came in at yeah. 77. This year it's 77 and a half. Wow. High, over under. Be honest. They'll get over that. Be no, honest. they're better. No, I do. I, I think I think they'll get over that. L- let me just say this too. Um we're past the point of remember last year how you know you'd look at the group and say, Well, but they're sticking together and well they've they're they've bought in. You know, I that, don't that is true. think that Bugner gets enough credit for the oh, shit that he had to go through. I agree. He never got handed he never got handed a turnkey situation. And every I, coach before him got handed a turnkey, even Pete DeBoer. Todd McClellan, you go way back. Every coach I, got something that was workable. I don't. E- I don't even. I, I don't even know that I would say turnkey, just because of the fact. Well, first off, Bugner. I mean, well, I should say DeBoer was the only coach that had ever been given a pink slip mid-season by the Sharks. Everybody else was always, mm-hmm. you know, in between. But the fact that Bugner comes in mid-season, right after what he did in Florida, after helping Burns win a Norris, but you know. Things didn't go as planned in Florida. Comes back and then takes over mid-season, so he's already handcuffed. Well, think about this: that mid-season in a, in a season that ended after seventy games. I mean, they were already way out of it, right? The pandemic started. Then the next year is the whole twenty twenty-one situation. Everything. First eighteen games are in Arizona. The whole camp uh, is in you Arizona. You can't even have you, you can't even have team meetings uh, with your players no. in person. There was a lot a lot of obstacles there, and then. You know, last year is what it is, too. It was the first normal-ish season, but remember the day that Bob and seven players were 
put on the shelf for two, <laughs> right. two full weeks. Had to do that, all I that. Mean, so knock on wood I, that we don't have to go through that. But I mean, again, what see, what was a normal set of circumstances for him, let alone you had the whole Evander Kane situation going on. Oh, yeah, Bob, yeah. by the way, we're going to take your top performer from last year. And because of this conflict, he's not even she's not even available. That, that was so. my point about Bugner. It was just like yeah. it just seemed like at every turn there was an obstacle. Yeah. And yeah. No, the he didn't, fact he didn't get the that he shape. had last season's team that was, I would say, arguably a worse team than the previous two seasons. And he got them, at least in my mind, to play harder than right. those teams. He tight he got he tightened them up. I don't think there's any question about that. But it, I would also it, it say felt that like before Jones or back when he had Jones, there were definitely a few games where it was just like, boy, they'd get down two goals. Yeah. End of the second, they're waving the white flag. Yep. But this last season, after the changeover to Reimer and everything like that, you saw yeah. a, a, you know, a coming together and, and a rallying, and they were going to circle the wagons. And they're like, look, we might not win this game, but God damn it, we're going to give it our all instead of just you know going, well, I guess this is another L in the books. Well, I you think know, the, I, oh, go ahead, Ian. I, I just going to say, I think like with the goaltending, though, I mean, like, James Reimer gave them a chance to win pretty much every game he was in. Yep. Yeah. Like, say yeah. what you Martin Jones. Martin Jones did not give them that. Martin Ow. Jones was good in his first first season, first stretch. For it sure. But at the end, but, but at the end it. of the Martin Jones era, like no, you're right. You could not count on Martin Jones. Like he would always give up one in the first two minutes of the game. Too, it felt like oh, five. You know, five. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know, it was, yeah. it was yeah early. It was like already. Um. Yeah, I, I just but the overall point of this is what I wanted to say is just that you can't you can't go. I mean, I do think the Sharks need to make statements this year and exactly what you both have already said. Like, it's how you play in these games when you're down. Do you come back? How about the stretches of three games and four nights? You know, what what's that third game look like? Uh, you do need to make those statements. And you also are past the point, though, where just saying that we're we're looking better and we're playing well, like at some point that is going to expire. Right. You can't you can't be stuck in that forever. There is still a little bit of that because everything is so new coaching staff, front office, handful of players. But at some point they have to if they're going to get out of this and become who they used to be uh, contending every year, then they have to graduate from just the baseline of, well, things are feeling and looking better, but they're actually not better yet. At some point they will have to get, you know, they will have to step through that. Do, do you remember yeah. – um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ian. I was going to say, because like this uh, – just kind of tagging on to what Brody's saying. I mean, this is – what is this, the third season now we're starting where we got to reset the culture? <laughs> yeah, well, no. <laughs> after and after I mean, resetting it last season? You're right. But, I mean, and that's – it's – it's and I think they did, they did have some, some um, steps forward in that regard. The culture, right? Let's just talk about that. Forget wins and losses. They did have that. But you can't – this the this year cannot also be about that same thing. If you really want to move forward, it cannot be about the same thing. It's got to be about something more tangible. Well, especially when you've made changes wholesale, top to bottom. Yes, yep. right. Yep. Uh, so uh, you remember Drew Remenda and his quick quiz, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, can Ek sixty five stay healthy for one season in San Jose? I mean, I want him to. <laughs> and he's had, you know, and I think last was it last year was the hand injury. 
when he get hit, hit I think by it might hit. have been his second hand injury two years ago yeah no i mean there's been there was the broken thumb there was the, the, here's 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 like and i'm not freak. blaming and, and no, see, no, this no, the no, whole no, well, hold on hold on you have to realize the uh, there's a, a a decent amount of viewers we have 84 watching right now there are a certain amount of viewers that have so, AJ is just, just the world's the biggest EK sixty five hater and blah blah blah. I'm not a hater. I no, just want to see the guy live up to his contract once that's in the eight year deal. But that's something that like to not I don't know you know how many he's been twenty plus games short every year right ever since he came over. He's, he's not literally even, uh, okay. I say I don't want to say literally because that's definitive, but if you look at it. Through his contract, he's since he's been a shark, he's missed in four years. He's missed, I believe, seventy-eight games, like almost a full hockey mm-hmm. season. So I'll say I'll say two things. Number one, there's two types of injuries. The ones where you're like, what was he supposed to do? Like, got hit by a puck in the hand. It yeah. just it happens, right? But then there's then there's the other part of it too of missing games. To to your point. You don't have him on the team, but here's the other. The hard part is stopping your season, then starting your season, then stopping your season again. It's Coming really back hard. Too soon. Yeah, even for yes, and even for a player who's been around the block as he has, it's hard to start and stop your season as many times as he's been doing it. So, boy, we're doing bad on the quick quiz, but <laughs> I certainly hope so. But I'm at the point where if we can eliminate, if we can eliminate. And I'm not saying any injury is preventable, but if the freak things are going to happen, the freak things are going to happen. If we can keep it to just that, I'll take that. I just I, no. <sighs> I would love I would love to see him play 70, 78 games this year. I don't even know why I'm having him miss four, but you know, <laughs> like uh, under the weather for a few days, whatever. So. I'm just, I'm, dude, I'm just saying. Uh, last season, the Sharks' PK was second in the league. Power mm-hmm. play was 22nd in the league. Mm-hmm. Can the Sharks, by next April, have both of those numbers above 15th in the league? Well, I think the PK, why wouldn't it Why wouldn't it? similar? So Again, it really right? comes like down not, to... Yes, yeah, so the, the power play... I'm gonna we, I'm gonna tell you that the goal is probably to get it to 15. You're saying can it be in the top? Well, be above you know in the top half of the league we've already now i should you know preface this with the fact that david quinn was quoted earlier this week as saying when asked you know do you want to kind of spread out your talent among both units or are you going to top load it and quinn said oh we're putting all the best guys at the top top unit it's like it's like if ek needs to play all two minutes there you go so they need goals right yeah and those come at even strength, but you obviously get a way better shot two minutes at a time on the power play. So um, I'll put it this way. If if they want to take steps forward as a team, it has to be in the top half. It has to hover around the 15 mark. If it's in the 20s, exactly like you're saying before, that's what th- that is those, that's those 40, 50, 60 goals that they were short last year and cost them wins and cost them games. Well, last season... 30th in goals four, like last in five on five. Yeah. No, that's it, right? I mean, they, they just could not score. Yeah. So it's, you know, do you think that this group, along with, you know, the new coaching style from Quinn, are they going to be able to manufacture those goals that's going to get them over the hump to 
Not, I don't expect this team to make the playoffs, but I expect them to, as I stated at the beginning of this, TSN, the athletic, all like the big, you know, sporting names, they all have San Jose finishing in, you know, 25th or lower in the league, last in the Pacific. Will this Sharks team this season finish last in the Pacific? No. Yeah, I say no. I who do, think who do you think? Okay, Brody, who do you think finishes below them? Seattle? Anaheim? All oh, the, the desert dogs easily. The, the, dogs, the, the dogs are I'm not. I'm kidding the, you. The, Come on. I, actually, because you know Hold what? on. He said desert dog. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk about the mullet arena in a second. I, that's why I, oh, I brought that up. <laughs> I, I knew this was. Yeah. When when you were saying that, I was like, I got to say this. Uh, yeah. See, it has to be Seattle, right? I, I think Seattle's going to improve. I mean, but then again, they have nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Um, I My money's on Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, the King, the Kings have taken too many good steps forward. Um, I don't know that Anaheim has wholesale, right? Like there's some individuals that I like there. I'm excited about for them. Um, the thing with the, the thing with the, the, the sharks compared to other teams, like other teams have the ability to get worse. Is van going to be, is van guaranteed to be really good? I think they'll be okay. I see. I with look Anaheim, at that... see, like I, I could see the Sharks being in last, but I could also see like Anaheim trading John Gibson halfway through the season and then, <laughs> yep. and then having really nothing. Right. Those Anaheim sports teams, they really know how to muck no, something up, don't I, they? I feel like Gibson at this point might be like, trade me right fucking now. Get me out of here. Yeah. Uh, but so, the, the thing is, though, yeah. is Anaheim is very exciting with Zegris. Yeah. And and who's the other cat? Ian. Milano. No, um, no, Troy Terry. Yeah, Troy Terry oh, and Terry, yeah. The Those guys are very exciting to watch. They're a lot of fun, and that's the thing. I would love a Zegras to be in San Jose because it's one of those things where you, you see the Michigan. That's the shit that's going to end up on ESPN. You know, it's. I love the fact that it's like Anaheim. They might not be a good hockey team, but it's those plays from Zegras that is going to get them. I got three words for you, AJ. Oh shit! Here we go. Bordello. <laughs> All yeah. right, but okay. Now let me ask you this: I have, okay, I have four for you. Barracuda. <laughs> oh no. Okay. No, no. I told no. him. I told him the other day. I was like, "Hey, that rink over there, that Texas Arena, that's beautiful. Oh, it's I hope gorgeous. you don't play a. I hope you don't play a damn game there this season. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you. But, that's what I told him. <laughs> but. Again, you see all the bodies that Mike Greer brought in. You know, yeah, no, you don't want you don't want to waste anybody's uh, year, just like they do with 100%. Eklund. You also don't want them to have a bad NHL experience. Like you want, you need to. It's funny I always use the the meat reference. Like you want to make sure you cook the meat to perfection. Like you want it so when it's off the grill, like you didn't undercook it, you didn't roast it. You know, if you had to put it back on, that's okay. But yep. just make sure that when you're done with it, you know, it's ready to. Hold on, ready Ian, to roll. Ian, are you are you you got it? All good. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's it's because uh, we every, occasionally, Brody, you are more than aware that occasionally you get the Russian bots that come in and say stupid things, and so we have to we mute got them one? and get yeah. Well, Ooh, we got somebody. Who, what's it saying? All all they are doing is just putting oh, in the it. word AIDS over and over. Yeah, huh. like what's huh. the point, right? 
Uh, our, in, a little inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Skyler coming in with the donation saying, isn't Eklund our Zegris? Right. Well, why? Yeah. Uh, or is it you no know, love for Bordy? What was going on well, here? Well, hold on, hold on uh, Ian. We got another one. I, I'm on it. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Just look. now. The now bots. the username. Kind of whisper to the bots. They'll, yeah. If you whisper to them, they'll it's they'll always, treat you better. It's always whispering. Uh, <laughs> so, but that's my thing. Is there's a part of me, and maybe this is just me, you know, going full on conspiracy theory, which I normally don't do. But Mike Greer has brought in a lot of bodies this season, and it's going to be. The it's going to be on Bordalo, Eklund, Weisblatt, Robbins, Co, Gushkin, whoever. Yep. These guys are going to have to kick the goddamn door down in order to make the Sharks roster. And I like that. I well, want to see that competitive edge yeah. among make that them earn whole it. group. Yeah, yeah. Make them well, earn that shot. But on the other end of it, I kind of sit there and go, you know what though? You look at those names that I just said, along along with what appears to be a really goddamn fun prospect to watch in net with Straussman. I love Straussman. So you look at him. You look at Merkley. Some of those defensive, you know, Kinyajev. There are some. Fu- My point is, brand new barn, brand new, gorgeous jerseys. Just, you know what? I do like those. The Barracuda has this opportunity to, at a really good family-friendly price point, bring in the youth and get them really juiced about hockey. Because let's be honest, the Barracuda last year, because there was so much of the, the transit between the two teams, the Barracuda were horrible. Because they just yeah well they, yeah there was just too much back and forth they could never they were get picked in line. over hundred percent yeah and, and and their goaltending was just yikes yeah so to see this I'm excited about and let's just you know can can we can we just look at it for a second look at those look at those oh I love it was it the ice one one's called the ice oh one's ice blackout the... and steel. Steals the other one. That's right. Oh, that's you know the I know steel. the blackout one came first. I got to be honest with you. The the it's the, worst. the blackout one for me it's is the worst. It's, not, it's just not my th- it's not my no. thing. And but you know it's I'm fine. Saying, the like, diagonal word marks don't work unless you're eh, you're the I Rangers. See, I, I also want to say this. Okay, actually, I want to say a couple different things. Number one, have you both been to Texas U yet? I have. Uh, it'd be yeah. a little hard for Ian to get there from from oh, can- uh, Canada, three thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah, we've closed off the borders again. Um, no, you know it, it is unreal. It oh, is. You're right about all those things. Gorgeous. Um, AJ, I want to pick a bone with you. You also were not what's up completely sold on the new Sharks jerseys, but I I'm want to not, tell you, no, no, no. What I want to give the Barracuda, I'll give those Black Cuda jerseys the benefit of a doubt until I actually see them full-scale numbers on them. I want to see what the breezers look like. I want to see what mitts and the helm, the buckets. I want to see how, you got you to see the whole painting to really appreciate it. Because I'll tell you this, 
the, te- this the looks all better. teal, right? This looks better. Why are you going to the rendering? We've got the real. <laughs> no, got the this real looks better. Thing now this looks better. So I'm sorry. So, this. Oh, I see what you did. I see yeah, what you did. The, you did your own thing. Yeah. No. This. Okay. This, this. I'm sorry. T- on the left, teal. Yeah, but go back to the black. Teal to top black to bottom looks like a goddamn yeah. highlighter pen. It no, looks but like. Have you, have you seen but look them at that. in person yet? I, I yes. That looks like what they've. That looks like them in the 2010s. But, that, so what they're at now is an evolution. So let me just say this. It looks I, like what? What are the, what do they call it in the NFL on it? Thursday? What? What's that? The color rush. Oh, is that what they do? Well, no, on Thursdays, NFL, you've seen it. La- last week when the Niners played uh, uh, Seattle and they're top to bottom in that day glow green, they look like a fucking six-foot-tall walking highlighter pen. You need <laughs> contrast. And to me, this offers contrast. Now, teal breezers in the aways, absolutely. You got to see them. You got to see them. Because em. it offers contrast. But top to bottom teal? No, even today got, when I watched, I did. I saw today's game. It's it needs black. It. I needs... talked to a lot of players about the jerseys. I talked to a lot of them, and I actually th- what they said. I was like, man, you're saying exactly how I feel. When I first saw it, and a lot of them saw it last year. They saw or they saw the you know the initial mock-ups. Um, they've been. I'm you know, and it's so sad that that they leaked how they did when they did whatever. Um, it was the same they, store who leaked it. No, I mean the the renderings you're saying? Oh, well, not the renderings, but when they actually yeah. came out, you know it was the yeah, same hockey was... store that leaked the 25th Heritage. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. That's If you go Yikes. back and you look, it's, uh, yeah, the same store that got the, you know, that got the box yeah. of the 25th. Yeah, it's the same yeah. store. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, I, I, what I said, what what they said was, you know, when they when we all saw it, we we're like, oh, okay, okay, whatever. But then it's already grown on them as they put it on. They took pictures in it. They've now played in it. Um, I'm I'm telling you, I was a person who, when they changed logos, was it 07, 06, 07, 08, somewhere in there? And, like, literally Terry Smith designed the original one. He yep. designed the new one. It's the same dude who brought you greatness the first time, only updated it. And I remember thinking, oh. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, no, uh, uh-uh, this ain't it. And sure enough, now I look at it and I don't even think twice okay, about t- it. Okay, so tell me, you, tell me honestly. Yeah. You can see my screen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. You, you're going to, you you're going to tell me the one on the right looks better. Man, you've gone so hard on that. What, who's, what is that logo in the middle? A, so that was somebody, is- that was somebody on, on uh, Twitter who said, you know, Here's what it would look like if you had black lid, black gloves, black pants. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. The teal bucket, too, is 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 awesome. I don't person. mind the you. teal bucket. It's it, See, and I don't, even ma- I don't even ma- I, I don't even mind the gloves that much. It's the breezers. You have to what's have the, the left, breakup. What's on the left is the 2000s and the 2010 Sharks, and what's on the right is the 2020 Sharks. All right. I'm telling you. What about this? You're not going to tell me that the gray looks tighter? I do like, you know what? I do like that. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, the gray I, looks no, tighter. Okay, now, but now, but wait a second. 
Now we got to put that in the bigger picture of, of it, the whole scheme. Because it's like, a what, throwback. What other gray elements are there? It's a, well, it's uh. a th- to me that is a better throwback. Because the whole thing is right. It's evolution, right? It's a the right, evolved right. jersey and everything like that, right? And I love the fact that it was like the striping pattern, and everything was clearly a throwback to their original jersey. The first I'm ones, down yeah, with that. Yeah. But to have everything just teal, teal, teal. <laughs> like you have to, cause every team has black and white, you know, in their palette, you have to have a secondary color. And I just, to be honest, I think the stripes with that pattern that they put mm-hmm. similar to the stealth with the PCB board, that, that wave pattern that they put into the arms and the waist, I actually think it looks cooler with the gray. Cause it's almost like sand in the waves, hmm. you know? Yeah. I just, yeah. I think it pops and and the stripes are an inversion of the original one, so yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You know, it's still that that nod to the past, but we're moving towards the future. I ju- this to me that gray. If they've thrown the gray in stripes, even if it was only on the homes, right? I, I was like, knocked it out of the park. All right. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I you know. I just, yeah, I, 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 I have to preface everything by saying I'm the type of person who it still takes me. I get so accustomed oh, what, to one thing. What did you say in one takes, of your videos that it like took you two years to get used to the 2007 unis? Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like, no, the, the new logo, like I, I looked at it for the longest time and said, this is not, what, yeah, it's not right. Uh, I, I, I still maintain that if. I die and, and it's in my will to get buried in a shark's jersey that I would request the original. Thank you. Still, because that's all I ever, yeah, I don't know. It's a, I, whatever that, but that's a weird thing to say. What, what uh, obviously. do you, what do you think about the reverse retros with them going seals? I like that. And I think that that has been a long time coming that they did anything seals related in terms of an education yeah, you don't you don't think they should have done that before? I think they should have done that years ago. Well, I mean, they they did a uh, what? They did a night where they had like a they gave out a seals shirt, branded shirt that had like a I thing. I don't know. I just I don't draw the correlation between the sharks and the seals. Like I would say, like where did the athletics come from? Kansas City. Yeah, like, and then Philly before that. Yeah, so that I can see where it goes from one to the other to the other, but it was literally kind of like the same franchise moving, whereas the Seals, Second. it was, I don't know, I, I don't... Yeah, but our, our region had a had a NHL team before. Everybody says the Sharks came to the Bay Area, it was the first hockey team ever. It's like... No. And I think I think that way too. You know why? Because all the Seals predate me by a ton. Yeah. And if you if you go we get to the a tank, Brody, like, you're young. No, but you too though. <laughs> go go to the tank opening night, look around, and ask yourself: Does that person know about the seals? Does that person know about the seals? Does that it it is a lost relic, honestly, unless you're 55, 60 uh, so, years uh, old. Brody, I am ten years older than you. I didn't yeah. I didn't know about the seals until like eight years so ago. So sixty. Let's just let's yeah. call it. You got to be sixty plus to really have understood. Uh, what no, that's, that's even all about. And I hear it all the time from, from older Sharks fans. They're like, you know, I, I remember watching the Seals and the white skates and all this stuff yeah. and all, you know, all the Finley stuff that they, that made them unique. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, the reason I like it is because, first off, sharks, seals, there's that connection there. I think their color scheme is, like, not far off of teal, so it's like, oh, what's... Well, it's you know, from it's, the A's. Yeah, but, you know, if you look at the photos, I don't know if it's bad color on the photos or... Their jerseys do not look 100% green and gold. No. Well, it depends on what era because they changed right. over the course of right. a decade. It's like they changed every two years. They they were like five f- five different shades of green to teal <laughs> to like uh, sea foam, I think, right? at, at yeah. one point. Yeah. So it's hard to know like exactly what they'll ultimately do. <laughs> you know, for these jerseys. But but the point being, though, that I, I think it's an important history lesson. Like, they're not just doing this for a fashion statement. You're almost doing this as a history lesson because people are going to be like, what? What? And then they'll learn about it. Okay. So Well, you know what? I'll buy that if the Sharks, at some point in the next year or so, we've seen them do the, um, dear Lord, man, we are having such a problem over this last 10 minutes with the... Uh, with the trolls, the bots? yeah. Oh my lord, oh, they're all, they're Hello, they're overwhelming. Um, <clears throat> but and I apologize to everybody watching that is trying to like interact with the chat. It's ridiculous. AIDS um, is trending all of a sudden. That's evidently. Terrible. It's not even. That's 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 not even a a play. That's terrible. <laughs> so, my point being is like the sharks have done a nod to the seals, right? They've done yeah. a nod. To, there, were, there was a couple years ago, and I thought this was fantastic. I actually don't think it was the Sharks. I think it might have been the Barracuda that they did um, a couple different games where it's like, okay, this is the game that we're going to give a nod to the Kentucky Thoroughblades. Yeah, and this I remember is, that. The, yeah. Here's for the Cleveland Barons. Here's for the right. Worcester Sharks and blah, blah, blah. So I thought that was very cool because it gave a nod to all the minor league teams that kind of fed into the San Jose Sharks. I would love to see the Sharks do a little tip of the cap, tip of the lid, if you will, to the San Francisco Spiders and San Francisco Bulls. Oh, come on. At least the Spiders because those late, didn't even late... last long. How long did the Bulls last? Two, Not even two, two full the, seasons? Bull, Bulls did not last... They, they were a season and a half. The Spiders only one season, but the Spiders had two Sharks play for them, Link Gates and Sandus Ozelinch. The Spiders had some games televised, too, because I remember watching yeah. those back in the day. Like, I got to check this out. Um, the the Those three teams are the only ones that just... can say that the Sharks, Spiders, and Bulls can say they were the only ones that ever played in that shit house of a barn in, in uh, Brisbane. Or literally, where the hell? <laughs> yeah, literally. It Cal is Palace. Brisbane, by the way. Yeah, yes. people. That's that's really good knowledge that it's actually, I think, technically in Brisbane, um, or Brisbane if you're Australian. Um, <laughs> I like. You. I think that's good knowledge, Gary. Gary <laughs> 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 Radnor. Wow. Um, I think the Sharks ought to play a game back at the Cow Palace. I totally agree. Preseason, yeah, absolutely. First off, they can't, and and if you've ever walked up they those can. stairs up to the dressing room, what can they though? Is the, the I mean, I know they, uh, Brody. Uh, how many people can fit in that barn? Like twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand somewhere. Yeah, but it's been they it's sold been 10 nine. Years. They had nine thousand people attend tonight's game. They can make it happen at the Cow Palace. No, but I'm saying like facility wise, and oh, they can do it. Ice, ice plant wise, I bet you whatever they installed back in there for that, they spent 
couple million dollars in infrastructure it, stuff. It's fine. That, they, they, to me, well, honestly, it's fine. No, to me, honestly, you're gonna be filling up the Freon or who, who's doing? No, that? you want to you want to try to sell the game. You want to you know put it out there, spread it among the Bay Area. Absolutely, the Sharks should play. They should one play Chase Center then, honestly. Play at a brand new world class arena. Not do- okay, I, fine. I, I'm saying go fine. back to the cow pal. I was joking first off, and I meant like literally one game. I, see, I'll, I'll I'm tell not you this. joking. I think that would be great. I think Sharks fans would get a huge kick out of that. That were season ticket holders back then. The originals. How about this? Because I I was saying when Candlestick was in shambles and the 49ers were basically done with it, I was like, hey, let's have the Giants play. One series there Absolutely. against the A's. That would have been. And great. I realize there's going to be some cracked seats, and I realize it's not going to be perfect. But you will, you will pack that place. Yep. H- how about merchandise you could only sell during those three games? Oh my god! And, and it would only be available like if you went. I mean, people would buy shirts and hats, like high, even A's fan. If it was, if it was team neutral, like you know, final days at the A's won their World Series there, right? Yes. In '89. Dude, um, okay. Anyway, so you were you were. Hold on, let me let me work out the math here. You might have been eight, nine years old. Yeah. In yeah the quake. Yep. Yep. Okay. October seventeenth, eighty nine. Yeah. So uh, I was what was I seventeen? I think, and I will. Oh, t- you are old. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You're driving <laughs> that day. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Uh, no, I remember. Not even a week had gone by, and I'm driving uh, down like Wolf Road towards 280 in Sunnyvale, Cupertino area, and there is a dude on the street corner selling bootleg shirts that <laughs> that say, uh, at that point, it was like, uh, you know, Loma Prieta. What was it? Six six point nine, seven point one. They changed it. It, w- it went from a seven one to a six eight to a six, yeah yeah, yeah Some, somewhere high there. sixes, low sevens. Yeah. And yeah. and at that point, how many games had been played? Two. Yeah, the third game was about to start. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it said Loma Prieta seven point one or whatever, Giants A's two like that as a score, right? And these were bootleg shirts, obviously. And I'm you telling you, I am so bummed that I didn't buy one and then like oh, put it geez. in a plastic bag and freeze it, you know, for, you know, for for the giggles and for for the memories. I mean, I gave you a, uh, I gave you a shirt that you know, Fremont Cisco Field. I I have that. I'm wa- I'm waiting for the right time when ho- I'm gonna wear it to the Howard Terminal groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my choice, my choice shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, you did you did a video on this. We got to talk about this because this was just amazing earlier today. This scoreboard. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This seemed like. Uh, uh, by the way, these photos coming to us from our buddy uh, Shang Pang and Curtis Pichelka, Uh Are you kidding? This seems like this should have happened. I don't know, five years ago. Well, in a way, yes, but in a way, you wanted to get the value out of the old one. I think sure, sure. The old one w- went in. Was it 07 or 08? 07. Right about there. 07. Okay, so the first one then went from '93 to '07, so that's 14 years, right? Yep. And then the second one went from 07 to 22, that's so that's 15, 15 years. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, you know, it was, right, it was right on time. I think the old one was just. It, first off, it wasn't big when it went in. 
and it was also a weird aspect ratio. This one is just, I mean, when you see it, this, the, this photo is doing it justice in terms of quality and, and simplicity, right? It's just, it's mostly screen, which is very cool. There's no like stainless steel parts of it, but yes. I think sheer magnitude is going to blow you away before you realize like all the curved parts have screen on it. <sighs> those, those two screens on the underside, they are so valuable if you're on the bench or Whoa. if you are sitting within the, yeah, there you go. If you're sitting within the first five rows of either side, you're going to be looking at that more than anything else, which, you know, people say, well, it's unfortunate because you don't get to see the whole thing, but yeah, but where you're at. Yeah, at boo-hoo. You got to crane your neck up. Yeah, you should be looking at the at the ice anyway. Uh, but you got to crane your neck up so hard to see it. So that that's like a first class addition. You know, the first time I'd ever seen that was at, um, well, the now crypto.com arena. But the, <laughs> the Kings have had, yeah, the Kings <laughs> Staples Center had that, I mean, even 10 years ago. And the first time I saw that, I was like, whoa, that is, uh, Van- I think Vancouver also had that. That was another place I noticed early on. They were they were among the first to have it, and I was like, "That is super smart." To um, me, so. it's I love this, but we also have to kind of preface this: is that this is not the final structure. Like right. this, this is not the it. end all be all. Like right. there are, could very easily be extra monitors that go underneath this huge scoreboard that actually face the goaltenders because earlier tonight. Kakinen, you know, told the press, he's like, I looked up, I couldn't see where, you know, how, how much time was left in the power play. Right. <laughs> well, they're also, <laughs> they're also missing the ribbons there too, right? They're also missing because the, yeah, the ribbon around the, the ribbons bowl used to, the, the ribbons bottom. around the bowl, you, they, that's where the, the primary scoreboards are and even, um, you know, penalty timers and all that stuff. But so. they're going to fix all of that, but they have to have boards that face each, you know, the goalies on each yeah. side. Plus there's actually going to be some extra lighting put on here because that was another thing that was brought up tonight during the game that the officials, I believe, towards the end of the first period had to start going up to the goaltenders because not only could they not see how much time was left in, uh-huh. in penalties, but there was some shadowing on the ice huh. because of how obnoxiously huge this board is, <laughs> which is fantastic. You, 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 if, if that's a problem, then then that's a really good problem to have. Oh, uh, no, I, it's fantastic. And, and that's why, yeah, no, you know what? First off, this design and this implementation, this is like, this is a year ago. You know what I'm saying? Like they've oh, been working on this that. for a long time. Yeah. But it is one of those deals where you you don't know all the true effects and all the true until it's actually sitting there. So I'm glad they're getting these chances to get everything right. Um, and yeah, you are correct that it's it's only running at I look at what that. I was told. Look at the was difference. Like, 70% steam, you know? So. Yeah, 70%. But look at that difference. Oh, yeah, I see. What, yeah, I like what you're doing there. Yeah. I like that. It's like old board, new board. And yeah. it really gives you an idea. Now, the great thing is the Sharks uh, gave us a tour a couple weeks ago where mm-hmm. that board was, you know, I don't know, six feet from from ground level, ice level, right. whatever you want to call right. it. And, right. you know, like you think it looks huge when it's up in the air. <laughs> Stand next to it. Right. Holy right. crap. Well, the, even the old one, they used to bring that thing down and we would, we would skate on, on the ice in the afternoon and you're like, it just takes on a whole new life when you're standing like right next to it. But yeah, to your point, but this is that that's the best. Yeah. That's oof. the best example you can give right there. Cause the old one wasn't tiny by any means. No, that, that gives you an idea that this one's probably one and a half times bigger than it. Yeah. 
It's, that is significant. Oh my god! If not, and I will—I don't think it's double the size, but even at 1.5, like that's well, extremely noticeable. It when we were in there looking at it, when it was like six six feet from the ice, the bottom of the main square was almost blue line to blue line. Right. You're almost like, how's this gonna fit up? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, did you guys raise the yeah. roof to put this thing in? And, yeah. And if you remember the, um, if I can go back to the photos here for a second, there, if you look at this, you know, <laughs> the, the version from last year, there were three halos. There was one underneath the board, and right. then there were actually two above the board. Right. And now it's one halo above, but that halo is the Giant. same size as the previous three all put together. Yeah. So yeah, and the cool thing insane. is, is they'll be able to play videos on all that stuff. I think the screen is the screen, you know. So, um, no. Yeah, it's, it's it's also ready for 4K. I heard I, I, they're not going to do that immediately because I don't think all the cameras be, are. It might be more than 4K. I'm just saying. 8K, I know, but no. But you got to get the first <laughs> off. Look, we have this problem in television. All of our production truck, uh, 4K. Problem is transmission. Getting it from that truck to our studio from our studio to your house that's transmission is the problem capturing it in 4k no problem uh implementing it in 4k no problem but transmitting it is even even in your own building it's a challenge oh. bandwidth is a, at a premium of course and i have i have one more question about that but we have to get to skyler <laughs> who super chat thank you so much san francisco bulls facts Yanni Gord played eight games with the Bulls in 12-13. Gord has won two Stanley Cups with the Lightning in 20 and 21. Tell me the Bulls don't matter, Brody. <laughs> I wanted I wanted the Bulls to last. I wanted them to matter so bad. Honestly, <laughs> you know, remember the and they had the benefit of the NHL being locked out when they started. It was the only thing around. So Oh, no, bullshit. What? Wait a minute. I might have to call bullshit on that. No, that's 100. percent It was 2012, and when 20, they started. Oh, it was the it was the half, half season. Yep. Yeah. I'm, see, no, the, I, okay, I was I was lockout, going back to lockout, like 0405. No, remember in the lockouts, the lockout didn't get resolved for I don't know how however long it was. It was but, 48 games. But the uh, the Bulls started their fall season. You're right. On schedule when there was no NHL, and so the reason I know that is because. Me and Randy Hahn sat next to each other and watched the Bulls play their first game. Oh, were you at the Cow Palace, Palace for that game? Yeah. 100%. Oh, as was I. That was oh, yeah. it was a great. Oh, do, okay. Do you have the shirt in the pin? I still you have know, my shirt in my I pin. I had some stuff. I had some stuff at work. Oh, I, Jesus I wish shit! I had do more I need now. to send you another package? A Bulls care package. Yeah, another <laughs> Bulls care package. <laughs> uh, save save that stuff for. Uh, for the for the museum for the that you eventually museum? put together, yeah, sharks museum sounds but good. But yeah, I wish I look. I wish they. I wish that would have been a thing. But I'm glad that the barracuda. I mean, what the barracuda are doing, where they're at. That's what's really going to make an impact in the Bay Area right I, now. I I I can't tell you how excited I am about yeah. Tech CU Arena. Yeah, First that's off, huge. the Barracuda getting their own barn because it was so silly to see them playing. You know, on a on a Wednesday night in front of at a practice rink, four hundred fans at SAP. They've yeah. got the blackout curtains hanging from the right. top, and that 
doesn't even go you know well and let me just say this and by the way in oakland right now we have you know there's a whole deal with the a's and howard terminal but oakland is also trying to recruit a wnba team for the city of oakland which i think that is a great idea see the Bay area and, and hold on it's long overdue but they Wh- want them on. to play why? it what's that why is now the, this is not me being an asshole this is me playing devil's advocate it is me why is it, it, it why should a a league that can't draw fans expand? I mean, they they I believe you. I my my they draw wife, ten thousand a game in in Seattle. In Seattle, that's not yeah. the Bay Area. You know that no, Seattle doesn't have professional NBA right now. You know what I mean? So, so it's two but here's, different here's spots. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let's let's not look at attendance. And, let's and look it's at subsidized. Capa- let's, it's subsidized capacity, by the NBA. Though. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Capacity versus attendance is the big thing because my my whole thing is if you can draw 6,000 a game for a WNBA game in Oakland, hypothetically, that's great. Make sure it's in a building that seats eight or or seven or six or whatever, but not Oracle, old Oracle Arena, <laughs> Oakland Arena, seats yep. 19,000. Like, anyway, I'm what I'm saying is I'm using the Barracuda as a prime example of they built a building and they're going to play in a building that is the perfect size for them. It's all the new amenities and the perfect size, and that is what's going to make it successful. And and I totally agree with you, but you're also talking to uh, somebody who has married. You'll be there? No, no, no. Who has married into a family that has had – Stanford women's basketball season tickets for the last 30 years. Big Tara Vanderveer fans, huh? Uh, evidently. <laughs> uh, they're down with Tara Vanderveer, Jane Appel. Uh, oh, God. Oh, those two. Nicole Powell. Uh, the the Gumake sisters? Oh, Cheney and... Oh, and Neka Gumake. Neka and Cheney. But there was another girl. Oh my God. Oh, oh, and she like. Oh God, she set. Well, the, here, here's she the. Set, here's she the, set the record for their points too. Shit, can't believe. Here's it. the fun Candace part. Wiggins. I, I, Candace Wiggins. Candace Wiggins. I can name. I can name more Stanford, Stanford women's basketball players than men, <laughs> men's basketball players. You are. You are correct, last, sir. As can I. Years, honestly. As you know, can I. Like, but it's yeah. because my, you know, the family I married into, season yeah. season ticket holders for the last thirty years, and. Maples holds what conservatively 3,200? Probably something like that. Conservatively. They rarely sell that out. And they won a national championship a year and a half ago. And they're still. College basketball stifles me, though. Like, even Cal right now. When I grew up, it was fun. You go to a game at Harmon Gym and Cal would play whoever. And I know Jason Kidd and Randy Duck were awesome. But that was a fun environment. I mean, that was like, that place was. a total just it was a production it was a circus and now you look i was looking at a cal basketball attendance and the it was a brand the the same building they've totally done it up and it's empty almost all the time it's i'm just anyway it's unbelievable uh, my my point being yeah my point being is like if you want to bring wnba here yeah that's okay fine what but if they, what if they get eight thousand a game and their their capacity is eight thousand a game aren't you pretty pretty oh, happy about that then i'm jacked I think that's a huge win but but, but where is there an eight thousand capacity you, arena that's my whole point is that you can't well first off there's the henry kaiser convention center which apparently is they're that redoing still a thing? All, yeah they're they're <laughs> redoing it 
And but right now they're in the middle of redoing it, and they think they're going to turn it into office space at the very end. I'm like, I'm surprised uh, it that hadn't been turned into that 20 years ago. To be honest, that would be perfect. That would be perfect for a WNBA arena. Here, here, the size, the here, location, all that stuff. This anyway. is this is going to bake your noodle. Yeah, one of the f- uh, maybe the fourth, fifth concert I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, it was Queensrÿche. Do you have any idea who that band is? No clue. Queensrÿche. You never heard the song Silent Lucidity? Okay. Nope. So a group called Queensrÿche opened for a band called Kiss. They, heard of them. They, they wear makeup. <laughs> uh, they open, I saw Queensrÿche open for Kiss at the Henry J. Wow. In 1984. That is the wow. one and only concert I've ever seen at the Henry J. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that that building wasn't torn down 30 years ago. I think it almost was. That it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. But anyway. Um, all right. So you're saying that there will be a team that finishes at least worse than the Sharks. Seattle, Anaheim, do your job. They have I'm a shot. I'm looking at you. They have a shot. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at them. Yeah. Uh, we know how bad... Philadelphia, Arizona, Montreal are expected to finish. What do you, how do you feel about their chance? Now, take into consideration how screwed over the Sharks have gotten it over their history. <laughs> like the, with the whole Eric Lindros and Pat Falloon thing, up until like any time that they've ever been given the opportunity to advance, it seems like they always get stepped on. Do you think that the Sharks have a shot at getting bedard? I mean, the way you set it up, you want me to say no. No, I want you to say yes. I I'm, 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 I, I want to be optimistic. Oh, like, here's the one thing oh, I want to be optimistic we're about. We're due. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't like, know. let them finish, yeah, you know, 23rd, yeah. 24th in the league, but then win that damn lottery ticket for but once. Is that going, but is that going to okay. ultimately – what is that going to do for you? If okay, you what, exactly what is that going to do for me? Yes. Two, What's it going to do for the team? Two, three years from now? Imagine yeah. down the middle, you've got Bortolo, Bedard, Eklund. Now, granted, somewhat undersized from right. the norm, but still, that's a hell of a you know one, two, three down the middle. And then it and, and remember, we haven't even mentioned Hurdle. So yeah. maybe one of these guys, like an Eklund, could slide to the wing just as Hurdle yeah. did when he first came right. in. Right? You know, like it just. It, Bedard is a franchise changing guy. He's he's not Connor McDavid, but it's a right. guy who's going to help build upon all these fun prospects. Again, I go back to Strauss, man. This guy, I think, could be a game changer in three, four years. And then hmm. you throw Ben Gaudreau behind him. Like, you, you know, know it's it's been a while since since the days of Kiprasov, Nabby, and Toscala, Toscala. You know what I mean? Yeah. Strengthening strengthening your pipeline, I would say, is equally as important. Like, you know, you can't just fix the problem on the surface right now of like we were talking about before. You don't have a top six, you don't have a third and fourth line, you don't yep. whatever. It's gotta be some of that. It's gotta be a lot of that. Don't get me wrong, but it also has to be that pipeline needs to be coming strong because that pipeline for most of the 2010s, you Pretty know, thin. 
after Logan came up <laughs> and after a few more came up, it was like, okay, they're going to rely on the players they have here and any auxiliary pieces they can get, free agents, this and that. Oh, they, yeah. There were not a lot of successful call-ups for a significant period of time. Well, so. There was also a stretch, what was it, uh, Ian, what was it, 13 to 15, where they drafted like, I don't know, 18 players and one of them. Yep. You know, Kevin made it out. And it was a guy who was like taken in the seventh. What was the defenseman who once <laughs> Mueller on the blue line? Mirko Mueller. Thank you. You knew what I was going to say. You know, it's uh, frustrating. The, here's the whole thing. Go and look at Sharks draft history on the blue line between Vlasic and Ferraro, and you will scare the hell out of yourself yeah. at how bad it is. No, because I... only six, they took 27 different players between yeah. Vlasic and Ferraro. Six of them made the show. None wow. of them are on the Sharks today. It's 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 Braun, it's Mueller, it's Jason Demers, it's you know right. it's it, right. guys that just didn't make it. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. It's a team in a different situation too, right? Like those Sharks teams, like you, you use your draft capital to try and improve your team to try and win the silver shiny thing. That's yeah. not right. where they are anymore. You're, you're, you're Bill... <laughs> I like the way you put that. The silver yeah. shiny. <laughs> you're Bill Guerin. <laughs> you're good. you're Brian Campbell. You know. You made your move. Can I just say? Can I just? Can I? Can I end this with with the thing that that we that you started it with? I'm was pissed me off this entire time is that somebody <laughs> thinks the Sharks broadcasts are what 16th in the league? 19th. Piss off. 19th. Whatever. That's just that's so stupid. You know what? After I hit that's end, so dumb. After I hit end on the broadcast, I'll take you offline for like two minutes and I'll tell you the real story. Oh boy! Yeah, oh no, that's what it is. Oh All boy! Right. So I need uh, just remember I need to be able to sleep peacefully tonight. I no, don't want to be. Good. I don't want to be upset after I. Uh... You, you won't be upset. You won't be upset. <laughs> uh, you, uh, so Ian, uh, yes, are you still here? That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts: Is there is there a TTG or are we wait until next summer? Um. Oh no, TTG. There's plans for TTG. Um, TTG is going to be the Barracuda show. Uh, nice. It's just a matter of when. Um, oh, okay. no, I think the, me TTG and Kevin... is going to be the Nick Nolenberger show. Yeah, we'll just, I'll just have Nick on and I'll just kind of turn my mic off and it'll, <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, TTG, um, I, I want to do one more episode before the season starts. It's just me and Kevin. Uh, we're going to do a Barracuda preview. It's just an issue of just making our schedules line up. Uh, when that happens, I will let everyone know via the Twitter machine uh, when we're going to do that. But yeah, TTG going forward will be the Barracuda show this season. So look forward. To nice. That. Hello. All right. Uh, Brody, I mean, feels like you might have a YouTube channel that you might like to promote to the two people that are watching right now that don't subscribe to you smash that subscribe button whatever i don't know yeah it's a it's a passion project so are you gonna, are I, you gonna I honestly a separate aviation channel or just keep it all on one channel yeah i started that and then i got I, last october i put in some time and then i got away from it i got busy with baseball so i will eventually get to that because that content quite honestly does better than the sports stuff that i do it's just more of an appetite for broad topics you, there, you anyway. do something with baseball Algorithms are a messed up thing. They really are. You know? <laughs> they, I make a I make a video mistress. about a microphone that I use, and it's like seventy thousand people watched it. I, and then I make I make some great points about the sharks, and it's like, hey, five thousand people saw it. So, whatever. No, you know what? I I I, I do it because it's a place. Uh, it's, it's a platform, and um, it's a cool platform, and I like the opportunity. So I will keep grinding. 
Hell oh yeah. yeah, also watch uh, watch the TV shows we do. I should say that while I'm here. That is important. And Even if they're 19th in the league or whatever. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, that's all good. Uh, what, uh, what's it? What's the guy's ha- uh, Twitter handle again? Doc Brown something? Yeah, don't follow him. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, don't waste your time on that. All right, and so with that, we thank you very much for joining us. We're going to be back here next Sunday, usual time, 7 p.m. Come and join us because it's going to be some Sharks things to discuss. Oh, nice. let me let you know. So with that, we thank you very much for spending your Sunday evening with us. Uh, Brody, notwithstanding, thanks so much. We'll catch you. Follow us on the social. See you next time.